to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. Welcome again to a, another exciting episode of Faith on Fire, a broadcast that's designed to ignite your faith on fire. And you know what, Richard, I was thinking about today's broadcast, and uh, sometimes I, I get a little saddened when I think about Christians, and I know we're born again. We're supposed to, the Bible says we're new creations in Christ. And and this broadcast is designed to ignite people's faith on fire and to get them to act and think like the new person that the Bible says we are. And, and it just hurts my heart when I see Christians that say they've been Christians for umpteen years, and they're still, according to the Bible, walking in the flesh. Or the Bible speaks, Paul speaks in Corinthians about, two type of Christians. He says there's the, the carnal Christian, which is the baby Christian, and then there's the spiritual Christian, who's the mature Christian or maturing Christian. And again, God's, Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection really accomplished something for the believer, the person that put faith in God. And from the time we get saved, receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, we understand that our names is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, the Holy Spirit now comes to live in us. Our spirit is awakened to God. A miracle takes place just right then. Instantaneous. Instantaneous. And from there, I always try to describe it and explain it with simplicity. After being born again, we should follow it up with water baptism, getting submerged in water. And then from that point, we're supposed to follow up. The rest of our Christian life should be all about doing what he said, what Paul wrote through the Holy Spirit in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And, and it goes as such. It says, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies or yourselves a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, <laughs> but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And here's the revelation, that you may prove... What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Uh, again, before we got saved, we all were programmed by this world system. And we're the Bible says we're in the kingdom and darkness. And we get born again, he says we've been delivered out of the kingdom of the darkness into the kingdom of God or the kingdom 
of the son of his love or the kingdom of light. And when we come in that kingdom, we have to start allowing our minds to be transformed, ourselves to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We have a new spirit, but we didn't, our mind didn't get born again. <laughs> yeah, our spirit got born again, but our mind didn't get born again. So now our job as Christians is to get into a good Bible-based church and make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life and start allowing the Word of God to transform you by the renewing of your mind. And I see a lot of Christians don't do that. They still are conformed to this world. And the Scripture says if that friendship with the world is intimate with God, and it says those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So you got a lot of Christians who are still in the flesh, meaning they're still baby Christians. And God says, by this time, you ought to be teachers. Yet you need someone else to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not meat or solid food. But milk is for babies and solid food is for those who are spiritually mature. So God wants us to go from milk to meat. And as I was thinking about this morning, I was just thinking about, you know what? A lot of Christians, and we talk about it on this broadcast, they're still being conformed to this world. They still think like the world. Once you get born again, when he says being transformed by the renewing of your mind, he wants you to start thinking like God. Scripture says we have the mind of Christ, and let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. We're supposed to be thinking like kingdom citizens, not like the citizens that the Scripture says we was buried with Christ, and now we were raised up with Christ. So he says, so start acting like him. And with that said, I'm going to let you go ahead because I see you got a lot on your mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, well, you know, when you talk about this renewal, it's a process. Yes. And so when people hear this, that we don't want them to think that we expect them, they're going to be perfect from here and no. never sin again, never make a mistake again. It's a process. But here's the thing. You see bumper stickers say, be gentle with me. God's not done with me yet. And, God's still working on me. And those things are true. God is working. We're all a work in progress. But unfortunately, what I think happens to people sometimes is they use that as an excuse to stay where to they are. Stay where they are. You're exactly <laughs> right. That I'm not perfect. Nobody is. You know, I've heard people say that. Well, I'm not perfect, but nobody is. And that's true. But don't use that as an excuse to stay where you are. Don't use that as an excuse to stay in the sin that you are in and to say, well, you know, it, it's just a long process. Yes, it is. But when we start to talk like that, it makes it really easy for us to use that as an our excuse well, as well, to why we stay where we are. I want to say, start talking like what God says. And with that, what you just said, the scripture says, he will perfect those things which concern me. He who began a good work in me will continue it. He will keep those in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on him, looking unto Jesus, the art and the finish of our faith. So let those thoughts be your thoughts and say, yes, we go from faith to faith to glory to glory. Again, that you making declarations or confessions like that or saying, I'm not staying where I am. I'm looking unto Jesus who's going to perfect me, and I'm heading that direction. And when I miss the mark, I know I can go boldly to the throne of grace and ask for forgiveness. Well, Paul says, wanna... you know, forgetting what is behind, I press on. Right. And, and it says over in Corinthians, we're new creations in Christ Jesus. Old things are past. All things become new. So start, you got to start renewing your mind to start thinking like God, talking like God, acting like God. Again, the scripture says, that was another one of my focal scriptures, Galatians 3.13. It says, 
Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Well, everything the curse brought in through Adam and Eve, through that sin in the garden, that high treason they committed, Christ paid for that. He redeemed us from the curse. So anything that the curse brought in, we who received Jesus as Lord and Savior, we've been redeemed and set free Amen. from it. That's why the scripture says, well, the spirit of the Lord is, is freedom. So we're free now from sin and death. Well, you can, you don't have to operate in it. You don't have to uh, be controlled by, by its desires and lusts because you can now walk in the spirit because your spirit is awakened and alive to God now. So with that redemption, you got to find out, well, what did the curse bring in? And therefore, what was I redeemed from? So my job as a student of the scripture to find is to find out, well, what what did the curse bring? <laughs> well, we know it brought separation from God. Sin, death, and destruction. It, it brought sin conscious. And, and again, once you get born again, it's time, we talked about this last week, it's time to be righteousness conscience instead of being sin conscience. When you conform to the world, if you stay conformed to the world as a Christian, you pretty much have sin conscious. But if you're awake to righteousness and being transformed by the renewing of your mind, you're going to always be righteousness conscience. Yes, I missed the mark, but I'm still in right standing with God because I'm still in the family. You know, I, I made some mistakes and I went and confessed it. Scripture said he's faithful and just to forgive my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So now I'm acting like a righteous person. I know Abraham was righteous. I know he made some mistakes. One mistake he made as a righteous man was sending Hagar, well, allowing his wife to influence him to go in there with Hagar. A righteous man made a bad decision. Well, we see we see this with Saul. When when Saul was king, whenever he would sin, he would do something and he would be caught in it. His response was almost always, the men made me do it. I didn't want to do it, but the men made me do it. David, when he would be caught in sin, his first response was to ask God to forgive him. This is played out in real life today. When somebody brings sin to your attention as your first thought, well, nobody's perfect. Nobody, and you hear people say that, you know, they, nobody's perfect. And so is, is your excuse for what you've done, do you want to be Saul? I have an excuse, which is nobody's perfect. Leave me alone. Or do you want to be like David? Yes, I have sinned. Now ask God to forgive you of your sin. And have a repentant heart. Again, uh, I'm just thinking about uh, righteousness, consciousness, sin conscious. Go ahead. But, you know, so, so it still plays out the same way today. Do I want to make excuses for my behavior? Do I want to stay in my behavior? Do I want to keep doing what I'm doing? Because, well, nobody's perfect. Everybody sins. And... You know, my dad had a bad temper, and I was born with a bad temper, and there's just nothing I can do about my bad temper. I mean, do I stay where I am, or do I ask God to forgive me and to help me, to give me the strength to change into the person that he wants me to be? And and it plays out the same as it did in the Old Testament, same as it did in the New Testament, same as it does today. Yes, it's a process, but... Don't make excuses for staying where you are. And that thought just came back to me. Like you were just saying with David and Saul. As David kept having a repentant heart and going to the Father and asking forgiveness and allowing himself to be corrected, when you stay in that righteousness state, it keeps your faith intact. Because sin, being sin consciousness steals your faith. When you're righteousness conscious, your faith can stay intact. And that way you know you can go to the Father. When you're sin conscious, you, you want to be like Adam. You want to hide from God. 
Remember, it says after Adam and Eve did that, they, they went and hid from God. Well, anyway, how can you hide from God? <laughs> right. But they that went and hid. <laughs> but what I mean is so when you're sin conscious and you mess up, and, and we know this as pastors, certain people don't show up at church services no more. <laughs> they won't show up for a while because of what they did last week. But when you're righteousness conscious, you'll go to the Father and, and, and ask for forgiveness, and you'll show up at the service. You'll do what you're supposed to do because you're in right standing and you're in fellowship with God. So it keeps your faith intact. And, and that's why the scripture says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk now after the flesh but after the spirit. If you're walking after the flesh, you're going to be sin conscious, and, and condemnation destroys your faith. And again, this broadcast is to ignite one's faith on fire. So stay righteousness conscious. Go to the Father as a child of the Most High God and ask for forgiveness if you missed the mark and, and watch your faith grow. God decides, he says in Thessalonians, that your faith may increase, may grow. God wants our faith, when I say faith, our confidence in him, our reliance, our trust in him. He wants that to increase. It's just like with a marriage. And we're, the scripture says in Romans, we're married to Christ. Well, in a marriage, you would hope that the marriage increases, not decreases. You would hope the relationship with you and your spouse would, over the years, increase, not decrease. <laughs> so that's what God said. I want you guys to increase your relationship with me. That's why we call Jesus our personal Lord and Savior. Well, you know, earlier you talked about we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. The clear implication is there that our mind was wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if your mind needs to be renewed, that means your old mind was not right. And, and it needs to be changed. And here it is, again, because of fallen man. That's in nature. And again, we had people that came into our lives before we got born again, before we had real men and women of God to come and teach us, instruct us the ways of God. Pretty much we were programmed by the world. People that had some influence or had a degree. and we Or the media. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. We like we all that to end. That's what television is. Television. The devil uses the media to tell a vision, to tell you a vision. God uses the Bible to tell you a vision, too. You ask the average person what's important, and most of it's going to be something they saw on television. Right. This is why stars, television or movie stars are so important. Mm -hmm. You know, they're stars. Mm -hmm. And athletes, they're stars. And and we're, we've just got completely messed up as to what's important. That's the world system. That's what he wants to do. He wants to give you that vision that he wants to, he wants to present a vision to you called, he wants to tell you a vision, television. But God wants to tell you a vision too. That's why he says meditate on his word day and night. Think on these things, whatsoever things are good, praiseworthy. He wants to give you a vision of redemption. That's why he says Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Find out what the curse brought in and what he redeemed you from, because if I've been redeemed from it, means I'm not there anymore. So now I got to act like it. I got to act like he told Abraham. He said, Abraham, go outside and look at the stars and see if you can number them. He was planting some vision into Abraham. Abraham went out. The angel of the Lord told him that. He go out. He said, it's too many. I can't number them. That's how many children you're going to have. So Abraham got a vision. I'm going to have that many children. A whole lot of stars out here. He said, so shall your descendants be. So now I'm going to change your name from Abram to Abraham. Abraham means father of many nations, of many people. So every time Abraham heard this new name, Abraham, he got a vision of him being a father of many nations. And then over in Galatians, it said, if you be Christ, 
you be Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So I'm a seed, I'm a descendant. It says Abraham is the father of us all because he's the father of faith. He was the first one God declared righteous after the fall. So we got to go into the word of God and get a vision. As I'm reading the Bible, I'm getting vision. I'm allowing vision to be imparted into me of who God says I am, what God says I have, and what God says I can do. And once you get that, allow that engrafted word that's able to save your souls to give you a vision of who you are, you're unstoppable. You, well, you, well, you talk about vision. We're the children of God. Mm-hmm. We're co-heirs with Christ. And for some reason, too many Christians don't believe that. They either don't believe it or they don't live it. It's they didn't like, catch the vision. <laughs> I, I'm the child of God. What does that mean? Well, it means that it says, first of all, it says we're an heir with God and a joint heir with Christ. So right. I got double. Right. Double so, from I mean, there's <laughs> we need to start living like that. We start need to start thinking start, like that start first. Believing, actually believing that I am a child of God. And that all he has, he is going to impart to us. We don't have to worry about how we're going to get peace, comfort, joy, all those things. And he says, you know what? If you if you come to me first, you seek my kingdom first, all these other things are going to be added to you. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. He says, the world worries about what they're going to eat. The world worries about what they're going to wear. But if you seek first the kingdom, you don't have to worry about any of that. And... Yeah. Don't anybody try to tell me that that's not what the world's worrying about still today. How am I going to get this? How am I going to get that? How am I going to get this other thing? And the world is still worrying about accumulating things. And he says, don't worry about those things like the world does. Seek me. When you seek me, all that other stuff's just going to come to you. I'm just going to add it to you. And not only that, as you seek him first, you're going to find out who you are in Christ Jesus. You're going to find out who you are as you start seeking him because he's going to reveal to you this is who you are. And uh, that's well, good news. Well, you know, we, we prayed for a guy in church Sunday as cancer, and he'd been in remission and has come back. And so we're praying for him to be healed. And I know there are Christians that think God doesn't heal anybody anymore, that that was for... Back in the past, that was for God's when lost, the Bible God's was lost written. that ability to heal. That was well, maybe he's he lost the ability. It, he just he doesn't just, do it. He anymore. just don't. He just don't have time for that he no did, more. He, he got bigger fish to fry. Even though the Bible says <laughs> that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and, and by forever, His Christ we are healed. But I mean, the, even though can even though the Bible says He's the same as He was then, mm-hmm. that you know he he probably could heal, but he doesn't really anymore, and so there's no sense really doing that. Those that that gift. That thing from God isn't around anymore. Nothing could be farther from the truth. That is an absolute lie from the pit of hell that God doesn't heal people today. Well, when Jesus started his earthly ministry, some of the first words he came declaring, he said, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. And then he started his ministry. And we know what he did. He started doing all kinds of miracle signs, whether he accredited all to the Father. And then at the end of his ministry, he says, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I taught you. Now, I'm going to say today, all that stuff is, they're still going. We're still supposed to be going and teaching the same thing. We don't supposed to be teaching anything different. He says, go and make disciples. That's how me and you guys say Somebody went and made disciples, and here we are in the kingdom of God now. 
we're supposed to do that. We're pastors now. We're, we're supposed to train them up according to Ephesians 4.11. Train them up, send them out. Same, same commission. Go and make disciples, meaning go reconcile people back to God. The scripture says we are ministers of reconciliation. Amen. God is working through us to, to get people. God so loved the world. He loves people, and he wants to redeem and reconcile them back to him. He loves everybody. He hates sin, but he loves people. <laughs> so uh, if he had his way, everybody would be saved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he so the scriptures say he desires that no one should perish; right. that all may have come to have eternal life. So that should be our mindset now. That's why when I look at people, I don't look at them judging them. I look at them through the eyes of faith. I look at them through the eyes of God. God loves that person. I don't. He ain't tripping on their sin. Jesus already took care of sin. The sin issue has been taken care. Of. When Jesus said it is finished. It's finished. He did what the Father told him to do, be a sacrifice for sin. But where, the, where there's no uh, remission of bloodshed, there's no remission of sin. We know Jesus shed blood. That's why Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Take communion. This, he, he said that wine was a representation of his blood. The bread was a representation of his body being broken. For who? For me, for us, for anybody who would receive him. And that's the mindset of a mature Christian, somebody whose faith is on fire. They, they have understanding. Scripture says in Proverbs 4, 7, in all you're getting, get understanding. So we have to not get religion, but get the truth. Jesus came to set people free. Again, it says Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Whom the Son set free from our sin. Yeah. He doesn't want us to continue in it. He doesn't want you to keep doing the same old things you were doing. He wants you to set you free from your well, sin. He, don't want he you, can still do he it. He don't want you to think the same way you thought. And again, I tell all people, you being a murderer or whatever you probably did, that didn't make you a sinner. What made you a sinner was the first family. <laughs> the first family that was born into earth. The Bible says through one man, sin reigned to the many. But through one man's righteous uh, obedience, righteousness can come through. Jesus. Adam brought the first, the first Adam brought sin. The second Adam, Jesus, brought righteousness to many who received him. So we all have a sin nature because we were born. I tell people, you were a born sinner. <laughs> yeah, that's so now you nature gotta, right there. Yeah, right. And when you get born again, you are now a born winner. I tell people all the time, when you see somebody who's not a believer sinning, that should not come as any kind of surprise or shock to you. They're just doing what comes natural. They have a sin nature. So I, don't you, get mad at them. They have that nature. When, when your kids were little, you didn't have to teach them to lie. They just came to that natural. You right. didn't have to teach them. To not share their toys, but, that came to them. Man, you had to teach them the opposite. Richard, you don't have to teach a dog to bark. It's in his nature to bark. Right. A cat will meow. They were made like that. People were made to we're sin. born into sin. You're born into sin, shaped in iniquity. But you can get, Christ has redeemed you. You can get set free from that. Because you don't he's have the to same today, yesterday, today, and forever. He's he still saving free. people. And people have got to realize Jesus is still saving And here's people. another thing I found, Richard. A lot of people, they get saved, and they, want, they don't find out what the benefits to being saved. When you get saved, you have a right now to have, remember, you're an heir with God and a joint heir with Christ. So everything God has, you have access to it. Now, you have the ability to use God's ability once you're saved. So if you need to be delivered and set free from anything that got you captivated or in bondage, Christ has redeemed you. You can go to the Father in faith, because it's all according to your faith, be it unto you, and ask God, deliver me from this thing. But here's what here's what I want to make sure everybody knows. This is why we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, because sometimes we kind of like that sin. 
Oh, yeah. And uh-huh. we don't want to be changed. Well, I was like that. When we I first got saved, I wanted to keep... I know they say lay everything at the altar. I wanted to keep some stuff. I didn't yeah, want to lay it all it down seems at the like altar. a lot of fun. Well, well yeah, yeah. But, but then the scripture says this. When, then I ran across this truth in the word of God. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I said, well, how do I delight myself in the Lord? If I delight myself in his word... Remember about allowing his word to transform me by the renewing of my mind. And as I started doing that, my ways and thoughts was not lined up with God's ways and his thoughts and his desires. And that's when you're in fellowship, when we're on one accord. God wants us to be one accord. So, yeah, you might start off right here. Yeah, I started off, but now some things I do, I don't do them no more. But here's the thing, though. See, a lot of people are using the excuse of nobody's perfect to stay. I use in that, that same place. excuse. I right, know they do. Quit, I use it. I you quit using it. Well, because I stayed in what, fellowship. What, what, I stayed what in what fellowship. What I'm trying to tell people is quit using that no. excuse. No, no. Turn. But that that to says God. you're not in fellowship. If you hang out with Jesus, and we know with Peter, Peter had some excuses too. They all, Jesus, all we get on. We all got plenty what, of excuses. What, what Jesus, when, when they had the excuses, what Jesus would say, oh, ye of little faith. But I bet you at the end, at the end, their faith was really on fire. But I mean, we all got excuses. I mean, if you want to find an excuse for your sin, you can find one. There's all kinds of excuses. Right, there is. But there's all kind of uh, provision for staying in righteousness. Well, too. the question is, am I going to use an excuse or am I going to turn to God and ask for forgiveness? Well, Scripture says this. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. God's word is the truth. If you allow that engrafted word, like it says in James, to be planted, and you good ground in your heart and grow up, it'll overtake everything. It says that word is like a seed, and when it grows up, birds of the air can, can branch on them. So God's desire, he says, every plant that my father, Jesus said this, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted shall be uprooted. God's desire is to uproot anything in you that's not of him. Your job is to receive with meekness the engrafted word. The word of God is also considered the sword of the spirit. I can use that sword to cut some stuff out that ain't of me. That's what a surgeon does when they go into surgery. They cut the bad stuff out. Well, that word is just like that. It's living and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It'll cut out anything that's in you that's not a God. But you have to just lay there and and take the surgery, and then you got to go into recovery. (laughs) Recovery might take a while. Yeah, it takes a while to get recovered, but that's being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yes, when you hear Jesus would say something to people, and the scripture said they would get offended by what he said. A lot of Christians are like that. We, I, I was like that. I hear something out of the word, I got offended. How dare that? But I had to go ahead and receive with meekness. I had to surrender and said, okay, God, it, not my will, like Jesus said. Not my will, but your will be done. See, and yeah, we'll, my will is to stay in it. Right. Well, I mean, we all have a will. Yeah. We all have a way. We all have things that way we want it to be. We've got to be conformed. To Christ. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So anyway, this is probably going to conclude this segment of Faith on Fire. And we just thank you guys for listening out there. And again, this broadcast is designed to ignite your faith on fire. And remember, keep walking by faith, not by sight. Amen. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire. 
P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.